Um, so thank you everybody for coming and we've got a lot of support from our life group here. We thank y'all for coming and um, we're excited to tell y'all about this ministry. Um, first, let's introduce ourselves for those who don't know us. I'm oh. Janet Ross. Um, How long have you been a daughter? Since my, uh, about 30 years. I'd say I raised my children here. This church raised my kids. Um, two children, a son who's 36, Adam, who lives in Birmingham, and a daughter that's here in town. I have five grandsons. And I know you're thinking, what did I do to deserve that? <laughs> it's true. Five grandsons. It's a lot. It's wonderful. Fun. Fun. I'm Marlene. Jim and I have been here 50 years in August. I know. can't believe I'm that old. We have three kids. We have four grandchildren. And Otter Creek raised our kids, too. It's a great place for kids. So today we're going to tell you what RAP is, how we got started, and how you can help. Um, RAP is an acronym, <clears throat> and it means words of encouragement, respite care, acts of service, and prayer. Um, it's, um, it's an acronym that many churches use, so it's, it wasn't unique to us. And it's sort of interesting the way we got started. Janet, you want to talk about? Um, during the time of COVID, that sounds like the land before time, during the time of COVID, <laughs> um, we would often watch different church services or more than one in a day. And we started watching um, Church of the City. And they were launching, at the time, this huge ministry called The Village. They're very passionate about foster families and adoption. and they are, they probably have 30 families at their church right now, which in Williamson County is probably three, three quarters of the foster homes in Williamson County are probably families that go to that church. And the one thing that struck us both in talking about it is how that church has their backs. It's not just those families. It's if you feel called to do this, then we as a church are going to support you. We can we can do your laundry, we can help you with food, we can help you with clothes, uh, we can pray for you, we can encourage you. And I, it just struck me that I don't even know at my church, I don't even know who the foster families are. Do we have any? You know, um, the state of foster families in this area is foster kids, the plight of them. I'm sure you've heard recently on the news, it is getting more attention, but it's yeah, we're going to show gonna, you some statistics about that. And it's like we felt like God just revealed to us during that time a need that we didn't really know was a need. So we really felt like it was God-led. We thought, what is a ministry we could do at Otter Creek that we know, I mean, Otter Creek loves children, and we thought we could get a lot of support for it. So here's some did-you-know statistics. Y'all look at those for just a little bit. Well, <clears throat> so if you look at the third one, the report last year on Tennessee DCS foster care was awful. We are at the bottom we're with, I think, Puerto Rico, maybe. We're way down on the list of how that we care for foster kids. Foster instability <clears throat> means that children, 30% of our children 
who are in foster care have had three or more placements in a year. So we just think about this. These are kids from infants to 18-year-olds. So they are moved three times in a year, which, well, I mean, that speaks for itself. Um, and I think you probably heard too, sometimes emergency placements have to sleep in DCS offices because when they get an emergency placement, they're taken out of the home immediately. What do we do with them? They're in DCS custody. And if there's not a foster home to take care of them, then they sleep in the DCS office with a worker. Um, and that child might be in Hickman County, but he comes to Williamson County to sleep in the office. It's, it's just really messed up. Um, Janet, you want to talk about the uh, aging out kids? Um, when kids age out of the foster care system, they're basically just put out. Often they have no support network, they have nowhere to live, they don't have a car, they don't have a job. Um, my son and daughter-in-law live in Birmingham, and they became aware of two foster girls that were living out of their car. They had recently aged out of the system. One of them had been in the system since age two. Mm -hmm. um, the girls had managed to somehow get a car. They didn't have insurance. They didn't have driver's license. They had jobs at Chipotle. They would work the night shift. They kind of had teamed up to become a little family, the two of them. So my son and daughter-in-law let them, they had a basement with an empty bedroom and said, no, gosh, you've got to come here. And my daughter-in-law started to try to chip away. What, what can we, we've got to help them. What can we do? And one of the first things she found out was they had no papers. They didn't have birth certificates. They didn't have social security cards. Uh, the simple act of trying to go get them a real driver's license was almost insurmountable. And it was for them alone. Now, she was able to wade through a lot of that and help them, but without the support, there's just no way. They just simply can't do it. The statistics of those kids that age out in the first year, it's, it's like... Now, what was it, it? It's almost like, I think, 90% yeah. of the boys end up incarcerated and a huge percent of the girls end up pregnant. Um, and that, that's heart, heartbreaking to me. Um, yeah, so one of the things when we think about the ministry that we would love to expand is ways to, to help that group of kids. Um, so the need is great. So when we, got st when we thought about, okay, this is something we could do at Otter Creek, we uh, talked to the person, a couple of people at Church of the City. They were wonderful. They said, here's all our stuff. Read it. You know, please, please do it at your church. They were very helpful. We talked to Becky, who y'all saw Sunday on stage. I mean, today on stage, she was great in helping us get started. And um, then we started thinking about who are our foster families. And one of the things that we decided is, of course, not everyone is called to foster. It's a hard job, and but we can all care for vulnerable children in one way or the other. And especially at Otter Creek, with the resources that we have, we just felt like this would be such a good fit. Uh, two verses that that we um, have referred to a lot are these two that are up on the screen. And um, did you know that orphan or fatherless are mentioned in the Bible 30 times? So we feel like that's close to God's heart too. The next um, video I'm going to show you is, and it's not there. Oh, oh, oh there it is. 
is one of our families. Sarah and Tony McKay are one of our foster families. And uh, for those of you who know Jane and Jeff Benny, Sarah is their niece. Um, they have two biological children, one foster child, and they've adopted one of the children that they fostered. Um, and he's a special needs little boy, has spina bifida. And here's a little video clip from her. Foster care can be a very isolating experience. And I think the best way to combat the isolation is to have a good support system around you and to for people to encourage you along the journey. And it doesn't have to be complex. It can literally be uh, delivering cookies to the doorstep. It can be bringing someone their favorite drink, a prayer card, a note of encouragement, texting the foster parent and saying, hey, I'm going to come by your house in two hours, and you're going to leave, and you're going to go to the store, or whatever you want to do, and I will be here to watch your kids. That can make all the difference, because a lot of times, we're going day to day, we are trying to get from 5.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. We were just trying to get through that day, and just to have someone be encouraging like that, and to have the support of your, my church community, our neighbors, it, it can make the difference between quitting and continuing. Um, one of the other foster families are, um, I just lost her name, Maggie Townsend. And um, there's an Ashley King and her family. We're fostering. They're taking a break right now. Becky Frazier has done fostering, and she's taking a break right now. So if you choose to sign up, we um, use something called a care portal. And this is a web-based way to keep track of needs. And Agape runs it. They're one of the people that run it. So if you sign up for us, uh, for um, RAP, then occasionally you will get needs other than what Otter Creek has for other needs that have been vetted through uh, Agape. Yeah, I want to speak on that. Just as we started having this conversation, someone said to us, oh, wow, you've got to hear about this care portal idea. And we were interested. We went to Agape. We met with them. So it's so cool. But the needs that come from this, and this, this is important, they're vetted. They're not just somebody thinks there's a family over there that could use this. These are needs that Agape's caseworkers, uh, staff know about and are vetted. They're not just coming from anywhere, number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, sometimes the needs are, say, for a single mother. Um, if a single mother who is barely making it, let's just say her car has a huge, it goes out. Well, if she loses her car, you know what? She's, that's it. That's the, that's, the, that's the peg that's pulled out when it all crumbles. Next, she's going to lose what job she has. Then she's going to lose her housing. And then most likely, she's going to lose her kids. So sometimes just to the intervention of wrapping around someone like that is huge. It might keep three kids out of the foster care system. So the fact that this care portal now can connect Agape with all of us, all of us, the, the churches out here, the haves, they can let us know about these needs. Sometimes it's bunk beds. Sometimes it's winter coats. Sometimes it's just money. Sometimes it's money for food to make it through the month. But um, you can have confidence knowing if you sign up and you get these requests and you choose to act on it, you can have confidence in knowing that it's a vetted need. And there are other churches in our area 
that are members of Care Portal. So many churches yeah. get this. So we're not the only. Yes. Yeah. Brentwood Hills is involved in Care Portal. I know. Um, Fellowship Bible Fellowship down the road. Bible, yeah. So there are a lot of them. So if you sign up for RAP, there are several ways that you can help. One of the ways is laundry support. So if you sign up, then we have um, teams that are ministering to each family. And right now, we have two teams because we've got two families. And so one of the things they might do for them is put your laundry out on the porch Tuesday. I'll come get it. It's back folded on Friday. So if they choose to access that. One of them are meals, gift cards for meals. Um, we've been able to do that for our two families, and it's just great when they've got a busy night to be able to have a gift card to go run through and grab dinner. Um, if you get a placement, we will provide meals for you the first two or three weeks, three meals a week, so you don't have to worry about that. Erin's mm -hmm. um, prayer, of course, um, to know that for these families to know I've got a team of people praying for me and they will give tell them needs that probably are confidential they wouldn't want to put out everywhere but they do know they've got a group of people praying for them notes of encouragement and occasionally like we said there will be requests for funds or other things that come through the care board mm -hmm. Maggie Townsend got a placement uh, yeah. right before Christmas and the girl was she was a teenager, teenager. and she didn't have a coat it was freezing out so we were able to ask for money and give her immediately. Yeah. Maybe got gift cards to go, but she got to go buy herself a coat. Yeah, and then another so. family, Ashley, when she had a little boy, yes. she needed clothes for him because, you know, they leave with nothing. And uh, we were able to go visit the uh, clothes, closet. clothes closet. Church of the City has a huge one in Spring Hill. And you just come and fill your bag up and take take clothes so that was a nice a nice way to help them yeah. um, so we just thought we ought to talk about some of the bright spots because uh, DCS I mean that is um, those statistics are sad but there are a lot of people that are choosing to help and right now um, the people who are in the know with this say that this has been the easiest time for faith organizations to step in and help DCS they're willing, they want, want help. Um, there's an organization called My Bag, My Story, and she provides bags for children in foster care so they don't have to take their stuff in a trash bag. She monograms it so any child who comes into foster care can get one of her bags. Uh, the governor proposed significant money for DCS this year, so hopefully we'll see that translated. Um, another alliance for kids that we hope to be involved with. And then Otter Creek is involved with other faith leaders who do this at their churches. And it's, so it's been neat to meet with them once a month to hear what other churches are doing and, and trying to, um, to piggyback on what they're doing. Janet, you want to talk about the ways we've helped at Otter Creek? Um, one of our members, and this is a really sweet story, a young lady and it was Rebecca, Rebecca Settles, Rachel's daughter. Uh, and they're a family who have recently fostered a child and ended up adopting him. But the, um, Rachel is probably, how old is she? Or Rebecca. How old She's is 14. 14. Um, had a, wanted to do a project for Girl Scouts and decided to organize Parents' Night Out for our church 
for fostering families, and that was open to agape, not, families. agape families, uh -huh. not just our families. Mm -hmm. She had eight of them. Last and she year. did it for a Girl Scout badge. Yes, Girl yeah. Scout project, and she it apparently huge success. They would fill up every time. They have pizza and a movie, and enough volunteers here to take care of the kids. And that's a that's a wonderful thing that we hope to continue that we can do for our families and hopefully others as well. Um, Christmas gifts we were able to do that this year for our families. We contacted them first and said, "Tell us something that your family would enjoy." Um, and, and you know, even even at our church, some of the people, you know, Becky Frazier's a single, and she's fostered. So, to help financially in these ways for these families, and it is significant, it's huge. Um, well, and too, when you think about, and I know we've got a couple of families in here who've done this, but. Um, you know, you do get a stipend, but for children who want to do sports, that's an added expense for your family that you would pay. So that's a way we want to be able to help. So there are other expenses that they incur that um, that we want to be able to, to support them with. Even church activities cost money. Yeah. You know, church camp costs money. Mm -hmm. Things our, our youth groups do cost money. So those are all ways we would love to step in the gap for anybody here. You know, the most important to me, most important takeaway from this is, if there's anybody in this church considering fostering, we we just want we want to be the bubbling up to say to them, we've got your back. If you choose to do this, we as a church community are around you. I just I think I think for these kids to be in our back door um, and us to not turn toward it, I think. Well, and we know fostering is the way that's going to help solve the the problem. And if yeah. we can support them, we want to be able to do that. Yeah. So, if you want to sign up, we're going to do it the old-fashioned way. <laughs> Here, I've got a pen. And if, um, Allison, I don't want to put you on the spot. Okay. Oh. What? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what information do you need? I just want you to speak to... to so your experience, if you want to, and how important it is to have support around you. So we have a little bit of a different story, and we've shared some of it with this class, that we were not part of um, DCS or um, any organization, or CPS, any organization. Um, we had a different yeah. situation. But because of that, we found out about a need on a Monday morning, and three more kids were sleeping in our house Monday night. And it would, I mean, really, we would not have survived without... Friends across the country and um, our church community um, who did literally wrap around uh, us. And because of that, like our kids our kids see community differently and offer that to other people differently, I think. Um, and, yeah, it yeah. was really valuable. But some of the very practical things, I mean, there was a woman who would um, literally, wasn't even, there wasn't even any money involved. She was not somebody that could contribute that way, but I would... Um, place my order at Walmart like pickup and she would just go get it and bring it home and put it all in the fridge in the pantry for me and it like it was huge you yeah. know it just you know I would do it I could do it on my phone that way get what we actually yeah. needed and she wasn't investing anything other than her time but she also then came into our home until the kids knew her name right. and so it, it really I mean the very practical things that seem small really are, are big significant yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. thanks I knew you would have a yeah a real life example so that's our story. <laughs>
We love it. Mm -hmm. Good. Any questions? Good. Betty has a question. I bet. Besides taking a child into your home, right? Being oh, those besides taking a child in um, well here at Otter Creek I think we've got needs covered I think the greatest needs are to fund organizations that support DCS where you can give even dollars or goods to them and one of the places that I had on the um, TAK is the Tennessee Alliance for Kids so we are exploring a partnership with them, specifically for kids who age out of the system. And one of the things they do is when a kid child ages out, they provide them with goods to get started. I mean, when you think about how expensive it is to move into an apartment the first time and all the things you need. So that's one of the things we're exploring about a way to partner with them. Tell her about my bag, my story. Did you mention that? Yeah, my bag, my story. It's the woman who gives bags to uh, children who um, the, go immediately. The in. kids often come with their clothes and things in trash bags. Right. And so this lady uh, was she a foster yeah, child a, herself? Yeah. And she started a ministry so that these kids get a bag, and I think they even get their name on it. Yeah. It's yeah. just a bag to carry these stuff, other stuff around. But. But that's one of the things we're exploring, okay? We have Otter Creek covered. How else can we help DCS or other um, organizations that support families who foster? Yeah. So we'll, we'll let you know needs. Right now, money would be the biggest. Right. And um, I'm passing around email, I mean a, a list to put your email. And we will, Becky will enter you into the system so you will be updated about needs that come through. We are, um, this year, we're a budget item on the budget, so we do have some money that they've allocated for this ministry. Um, but when you think about it, like one of the things we want to do is provide a date night out for the parents once a month. So because of, <laughs> it's a long story, but we cannot, the church can't pay a babysitter directly, Otter Creek can't, but what we can do is give the parents you know, a $100 gift card to go out to dinner, and then they would pay their babysitter themselves. But, um, you know, the, it adds up $100 gift cards do. So we'll probably deplete our money and, and our budget, and we'll probably be asking for more. But it's what Otter Creek does really well. Let's give money. So, Marlene, when we are signing up here, that's to be part of the care portal? Yes, but okay. it will show our needs. At Otter Creek, as well, as right. well as as yes. well as yeah, yes. as others, yeah. Yes. Um, is there anything set up, or does the Church of the City uh, provide if the children that age out or even the fosters aren't on educational, if they're not an academic if track, they, if they're not an academic, do they have a skills track to learn any? That's interesting. That's such a great question. Great question. Because that's, that's what we yeah. what. They're supposed to legally, but it falls into the cracks on the It falls, yeah. So that um, is one of the things, like we said, that we see just a deep hole mm -hmm. that nobody is really feeling um, to come alongside them. So, no, they don't do that. Um, and I'm not aware of other organizations that do. But what a great idea. Because you know there's people here that can teach how yes. to change oil and yes. all yeah. things I don't know how to do. But. Yeah. Well, Church of the City is in their village concept. Oh, yeah. 
they are they're in the middle starting to break ground on a million multi-million dollar project called the village wherein they are going to have a place for aging out kids to come learn a skill they're going to have food trucks that they can learn if they are interested in the culinary skills and the food trucks are going to be in this giant courtyard they're building for their members to come out and eat and support it's one way and I think that will also include some temporary houses is it will it not yeah on the village but and, and that's great that's just a small it's a tiny drop. tiny drop for well, I know Magda had talked about uh, you know teaching having a class to learn medical skills to be able to be, to be a CNA great mm -hmm. right idea I mean, the, the need for um, caregivers for CNAs yeah. is just huge. I mean, yes. in our aging population, right. and we just don't have enough people. So I had an idea about having a, you know, like a training session mm -hmm. where, you know, they can uh -huh. go and get the certificate so that they can get good jobs. Exactly. So I requested a spot at West End, but... A great idea. <laughs> that is a great idea. My, my, I mean, so maybe we need a task force yeah. to sort of brainstorm ways to... I was collecting medical equipment so they can have hands on, on a, yeah. how to right. you know, do. Well, a mentor, even a mentor for someone right. aging yeah. out, just someone to say, like my daughter-in-law did, okay, we're going to get you a driver's license. Here's what we need. We're going to find it. We're going to round up the stuff. And they did get one of the girls a job at their medical clinic where they train people. You don't have any prior experience to be a CNA. And so she's there now working, and then she has the support of all yeah. of the people. Yeah, you, yeah, you can train your know, caregivers, but if you have your CNA, they can get a little yeah. bit more money. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. The opportunities, though. Yeah. Sure. So I'm going to just keep pursuing that possibility. Well, we need to find somebody at DCS who, yeah. who knows about that group of kids who... Um, oh, yeah, I just need to, you know, go back to right. the elders. We need a spot at West End. <laughs> well, there should be a spot at West End. Mary, Mary, we haven't had it on this whole road. Oh. We've had it on the other side. I would see you know, starting some kind of training before they play south. Right. Mm -hmm. True. Right. Yeah. You know. I mean, they can start 16, 17 yeah. years right. old. You know. Do we have space here? Could you do it here? Here at. Um, right, what? I don't know. I will need like a room where I can have um, a bed set know, up all the set time. Set up, you know, left and all the right. equipment that you, you also know, have the same problem we have for many, so many things. I know they don't have transportation to get here. Mm -hmm. So if we uh, do that at West then yeah. there's there's bus, bus transportation. Yes, okay. Mm -hmm. well, all right. Yeah. Question. What have you guys learned about DCS? Sometimes. Um, uh, just in my past experiences, I've witnessed that there's a need and, and churches scramble to meet the need, but there's value in coordinating those efforts to meet mm -hmm. the need through the entity that is supposed to be funded. So all I'm, that say, with regard to DCS, I'm sure that the DCS doesn't intend for foster kids to age out of the system without a birth certificate oh, yeah. or a copy of their social yeah, security card. Sure. So I hope that those kinds of instances are kids who fall through the cracks. Like, I wonder, is there an effort to coordinate our efforts I don't through know. DCS? Or? I, that's what I don't know. That's why I said we want to explore that. Merritt, you spoke to it a little bit. You said what? 
that I actually used to work in foster care for six years. Oh, and then we were foster not. parents for five years after right. that. So, I so have you a should lot be of your feeling for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're spot on. I don't know your name. But um, it's such a broken system. If we think about, like, oh, I cry. Like, as a society, who do we value the mm -hmm. most? Um, teachers and social workers are at the very bottom of the mm -hmm. payroll, right? So they, like, mm -hmm. who wants to be a social worker and put up with all of this headache and so much sadness at 30 grand a year right. when they can barely support their own family, right? And so it's just too much to ask of them. And so the, the turnover is insane. I have a nursing background, but I worked with the social workers. And so the, I mean, so people are just passing paperwork along for, your, for the child's case, and nobody really knows what's going on, but I can read here. It's only, you're only as, you know, the system is only as good as the individuals who take the ownership of the policy, right? Mm -hmm. So even if the policies are in place, the funding's not there, they, and the turnover is so great, and so it is an important piece that I feel like I wonder how we could interface with the mm -hmm. government. It could just be like knocking on the doors and be like, you got to pay these people more. Or it might be actual engagement with um, asking the social workers what they need mm -hmm. or providing support, like wraparound services for the social workers. Mm -hmm. I honestly mm -hmm. think that could be really worthwhile. Mm -hmm. um, lots of thoughts. But I think that we yeah. have to work with the systems, and if we as a society... Well, clearly we don't value these people, mm -hmm. or we would, right. you know, mm -hmm. put more resources into mm -hmm. this. I think it's really telling. In our church in Texas, they actually partnered with DCS um, in part to do some of the like I mean, very basic things, like painting the rooms that they were using for overnight guests, yes. yeah, making yeah. sure they had supplies constantly there available, so they weren't having to purchase that out of their budget, yeah. um, and did a lot more actually support of the DCS office that was in our neighborhood rather than. I mean, also the families, but yeah. helping the social workers there be able to provide support. The CARE portal is helping somewhat, I believe, with that. I believe DCS is accessing some of their needs are coming through the through care there. Oh, that's yeah. great news. To yes. give yeah. the social workers yeah. access exactly. to the resources. Right. Yeah. To people that will say yes. Yeah. 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 And and it's not like you always have to go. If it's if it's a set of bunk beds, sometimes it will say, we need $400 for two yeah. mattresses to go on the floor even, or whatever. Yeah. And, and people like us can, can give $20 at a time. Yeah. Yes. Jim? Oh, <laughs> Becky! <laughs> 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 um, I'm wondering what the legalities are, like if you might, the education thing maybe, think about tutoring, even for the younger kids, because mm. that's what I do, but um, the possibilities of that, but also having had some foster children in my classes, I know that there are strict rules about who those children can be left at, left with, and how how long a period of time, and you have to have certain credentials yourself to be able to even do respite care. Yeah. So can you give us a parameter of that? I don't know. I know that you're right. I do know that they have very strict things I, like... I know with our, our daughter and son-in-law are fostering, and um, I know even for us to keep them as grandparents, we had to go through and do checks. background checks mm -hmm. and all that. They watched that yeah. very carefully. Um, as far as anything else that, that you know, they, they have to have some sort of control over where the kids go. I mean, they're able to participate in their youth groups and things like that, but, um, you know, just to... Yeah, the respite care, I know you have to be Well, Janet's calling, we talked about, Janet's calling DCS tomorrow, and just, the, we're in the mid-Cumberland region, 
and connecting with the person who is over that to see how churches or their church can can help with with a need. Um, because, like I said, we, we have a very small three families here, and I just feel like we have so many more people who want to help and, and are able and willing to help. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to um, maybe email through if we find out ways and sort of keep y'all updated. Um, an email blast. Yeah, an email blast for this group. But, um, yeah, the DCS piece and the AGM piece are were really troubling to us that how dire it is. You need the sheets to yeah. sign up. So also, to kind of follow that up, having been a teacher with foster children, yeah. I assumed that I was going to have visits, and I had like two for the whole year, from DCS with help for how to deal with this child's problem, oh, yeah. which were yeah. much more expensive than just academics. Right. Um, is there a way that this program can help even... The teacher is uh, another extension. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. ways. I mean, just to have another body in the room yeah. from time to time is quite helpful. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, just to address that, guys, we don't we don't know what we're we we yeah. don't know what we're doing here. We just we just we're have our heart to do something. Yeah. So if you feel passionate about this and you. You could help us in any way, please. I mean, yeah, one of the needs Mary, we have. You've got information. You both of you, Allison. Yeah. You all. We don't know what we're doing. Um, <laughs> one, of, one of our most immediate needs, and uh, is to find somebody to run our parents' night out, uh, which is recruit volunteers. And so, if that's something I'll feel called to do, we could use the help with that. It's once a quarter. It's not a lot, but. Um, but once Rebecca's uh, finished her badge, then this is something we, we want to do. Like Brentwood Baptist does it. They have what they call respite night, and they open it up to the public, like any foster families. She said we had 70 people that signed up, mm -hmm. and they feed them. They had to have enough volunteers. And they have 40 volunteers. They had 40 volunteers from Sign their up. church to do it. But... Mm -hmm. um, but ours are agape families, foster families, so ours is a little more contained. Um, but that'll be a need coming up, and you know, really, it's just a lot of bodies that we need for those nights and helping take care of kids. Really good ideas. Mm -hmm. Is there any background that's required to to do that? Just our church. The respite. Just our church. Uh -huh. uh, policy. Yeah. Just child like policy. you were teaching Sunday school here. Oh, right. Same. And if not, then you just go through our child protection policy and that's a background check. Any other questions? Thank you guys. Oh, thank you, thank you so all much. for showing up.